Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Hebrews. Today is episode 882. We're looking at Hebrews chapter 7, verses 15 through 19. Let's read our passage. And this becomes clearer if another priest like Melchizedek appears, who did not become a priest based on a legal regulation about physical descent, but based on the power of an indestructible life. For it has been testified, you were a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. So the previous command is annulled, because it was weak and unprofitable, for the law perfected nothing. But a better hope is introduced, through which we draw near to God. This is the book of Hebrews. It's a letter, or a written sermon, to a group of Jewish Christians. They're experiencing persecution at the hands of the Roman Empire and are tempted to fall away from Christianity back into Judaism because Judaism is not being persecuted by the Roman Empire. His argument is that would be a mistake because Christ is superior. So you'd be going from that which is superior, that which works, to that which is inferior and doesn't work. He says Christ is superior to angels, superior to Moses. Christ is the great high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. And he's been laying out this whole discussion about Melchizedek and why that is a big deal. Melchizedek, we saw in Genesis 14, as the priest king of Salem. And he was superior to Abraham because Abraham gave offerings to Melchizedek and Melchizedek blessed Abraham. Because of that, Melchizedek would be superior to Levi. So the Melchizedek priesthood superior to the Old Testament priesthood. We've been laying out this whole issue about the superiority of this Melchizedek priesthood. Continues here in chapter 7, verse 15. And this becomes clearer if another priest like Melchizedek appears. So what becomes clear? The imperfection of the Levitical priesthood. It's temporary. It has been replaced. And so that becomes clear if you have another priest appear like Melchizedek. Now notice he says like Melchizedek, not in the order of Melchizedek. Like means similar. So Jesus is similar to Melchizedek in this whole priesthood thing. They're similar. And it's not that Christ follows the pattern of Melchizedek, but they have a same pattern about them. Well, Melchizedek is symbolically, Christ is in reality. So when he talks about you're a priest forever, that's speaking of Christ. That's from Psalm 110, not Melchizedek. But Melchizedek is this mysterious guy who just appears. There's no lineage. There's no priesthood being passed down. He is just this priest who is a priest because of who he is. And so Jesus is like that in that he is a priest because of who he is, not because he inherited this Melchizedek priesthood or it was conferred upon him. But Jesus is a priest like Melchizedek, in that it's based on who he is, appointed by God, not something he inherited. And he's making the point here in verse 15. So if you have this new priest appear, 
kind of like Melchizedek, then that shows that the old priesthood, there's something wrong with it. You don't need it anymore. Then verse 16, this priest like Melchizedek, who did not become a priest based on legal regulation about physical descent, but based on the power of an indestructible life. The Old Testament priests were priests because they were born in priest families. Their father was a priest. Their grandfather was a priest. And so it's this lineage, this genealogy. It's you're a priest because you were born to a priest. And that's how you become a priest. Where Jesus is not the priest because his father Joseph was a priest or his mother Mary was from a priestly family. He is a priest because God has appointed him this high priesthood. And it's based not on any kind of regulation, not any kind of lineage, but based on an indestructible life. Meaning, Jesus has been resurrected from the dead and lives forever, eternally. So the basis of his high priesthood it is not his family line, but who he is. Then verse 17, For it has been testified, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. So it's been testified. What he says here is, it says in the Bible. That's what he really means. And he's quoting again. He's already quoted it before. A couple of times, here he quotes it verbatim again, like he did before. Psalm 110, verse 4. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. And this is a psalm of David, written hundreds of years after the establishment of the Levitical priesthood. So there's obviously this new idea, something better coming along. And it was understood Psalm 110 was a messianic psalm, speaking of the coming Messiah. And his focus here is the idea forever because he just talked about the indestructible life. So the Levitical priests, they individually only served as a priest for the period of their life. But Christ as priest is in that capacity eternally, because his life is eternal. Verse 18. So the previous command is annulled, because it was weak and unprofitable. There's a question here, disagreement. What is he referring to the previous command being annulled? Annulled means set aside, canceled, superseded. So is he just talking about the part of the Old Testament law that dealt with the priesthood? Or is he talking about the entire Mosaic law being set aside? And like I said, there's disagreement here. People make arguments either way here because it's not entirely clear. I think it's absolutely certain he's talking about at least about the section of the priesthood, the sacrificial system. That has been replaced. That has been set aside because he's going to go on to talk about how that's what Christ has done now. Christ is taking care of the sin problem. We don't need the Old Testament sacrifices anymore. We don't need the Old Testament priesthood anymore. We don't need the Old Testament temple anymore. We don't need the whole Levitical system anymore. It, it's hard to say whether he's limiting this to just the sacrificial system and the priesthood, or if he's talking about the entire Old Testament law. And, and so I think you can make an argument either way here. But he, he's definitely saying that 
what Christ has done and who Christ is replaces the Old Testament priesthood. So, the previous commands annulled because it was weak and unprofitable, meaning it didn't accomplish what it was really supposed to accomplish. And what was it supposed to accomplish? It was supposed to well, deal with the sin problem. And, and that's the problem is that the old system, the sacrificial system, didn't really provide access to God. You had the priest as the mediator, so your average person didn't really encounter God. The priest was supposed to do that on their behalf. And sin was never really fully taken care of. It just provided a, a temporary mean. I won't say didn't accomplish what God intended, but it didn't accomplish what we need. And that's why you then have Jesus Christ. It's not that, the, that God set up the sacrificial system and said, gosh, it didn't work. Now what do I do? The, there was, that was his intention was to provide that in advance of Christ so that we would see our need for Christ. And so that's why it's been annulled, because it doesn't do what is really needed. Then verse 19, for the law perfected nothing. What he's saying here is the part of the law he's really talking about is the sin problem. Sin is what separates us from God. So he's not talking about the ethical issues of the Old Testament law. He's talking about the sin problem, which is what separates us from God. The law doesn't fix that. He continues in verse 19, but a better hope is introduced through which we draw near to God. And his better hope is Christ, where you have the once and for all sacrifice that deals with sin, where you have the ability for reconciliation with God, not just temporarily dealing with the sin problem, but an absolute reconciliation with God and access to God. He addressed that somewhat back in chapter 4, where he was talking about Jesus as our great high priest. In chapter 4, verse 16, Therefore let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so it may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. This is what's so better about Jesus Christ as our great high priest versus the old priesthood system is that we now have direct access to God. We no longer have this human mediator. We've been given the opportunity to approach the throne of grace directly. So his message to these Jewish Christians is, don't go back to that which has been annulled, that which didn't work, that which was inferior, stick with Christ, which is the true hope, the only hope, the ultimate hope of reconciliation with God and direct access to God through forgiveness of sin based on what Christ did on the cross. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Hebrews.